welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is doing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Com. We're going to be joined by Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com to talk a little bit about Arkansas and Florida coming up tonight. So we'll get a little preview into that. We'll also get into some things going around in college football dealing specifically with the Arkansas Razorbacks. But first, I want to start the podcast with Jalen Hurts. You know Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts, that player, that quarterback from Alabama, that has played in national championship games, has a stellar record as a starting quarterback, who for some unknown and puzzling reason decided to stay at Alabama this past year when he could have transferred and not been played his four games. He decided to stay, but either way, all that doesn't matter anymore because he has officially put his name into the transfer portal. He's going to be transferring out. We don't know where. We don't know what teams are he's interested in. We don't know what teams are interested in him or that he's interested in either. So, I mean, it's one of those things that I think it's, of course, this conversation is going to be more about the bigger picture when it deals with Arkansas and the quarterback situation that they find themselves in. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I have no inside knowledge of Jalen Hurts and where he wants to go to school. I have no inside knowledge to say that he is even considering Arkansas as an option. But what I do know, and I even said this on the morning rush back in March, it was March, late March, early April, that when it started getting around that Jalen Hurts was kind of going to transfer, and this, I think it was spring practice around that time, I had heard from my inside source at the University of Arkansas that Jalen Hurts's party, family, his group, his representation, if you will, had reached out to Chad Morris and the Arkansas staff to gauge interest and see if they would be interested in meeting with Chad Morris about a possibility of him joining the team. Now, obviously, that didn't pan out. The It did not work to where he was going to transfer. He decided to stay at Alabama, and the rest is history. But there was an initial reach out by Jalen Hurts and his party to gauge that interest. Now, if... And here comes the biggest if. Jalen Hurts has any, any interest in Arkansas whatsoever. This becomes the newest and greatest and most important recruiting pitch Chad Morris will probably ever have at Arkansas. It's about getting your foot in the door. And we know that Chad Morris is able to recruit at a pretty high level. But could you imagine, just because here's the thing, I don't think Jalen Hurts is coming to Arkansas, but let's just play the fun what-if game. What if, just what if, Jalen Hurts decided to spend his final year as a college quarterback at Arkansas. He decided to transfer in, which he'll be immediately eligible because he'd be a grad transfer, and spend it with Arkansas for the 2019 year. Think about that. Think about what the team would look like. Think about the excitement level that you would have. You have a bunch of freshman wide receivers. You have some talented running backs. The offensive line may be in question, but that's not surprising there. You have some talented tight ends as well. You'd have some pieces around him. Not the greatest of pieces, but pieces nonetheless. I think the excitement level alone would bring in a lot more attention to Chad Morrison to the Arkansas Razorback football team. 
But I also think that if Jalen Hurts came to Arkansas, it would truly show the greatness of Chad Morris and his staff of being able to recruit the right guys. It would almost make everybody forget about Kelly Bryant. In fact, personally, I would. There would be no other option, no better option in the grad transfer portal at the quarterback position, which there's been a lot of them so far this year, and there's still going to be a lot of them. There would not be a greater option than Jalen Hurts. And if it worked out that way, if the rules and the NCAA planned out that way, it would be the greatest addition Arkansas could possibly have. And it honestly would elevate their game. Now, I don't know if he'd go 6-6. Six and six. I don't know what his record would be. I, I, I don't even know anything about that. But what I do know is that Razorback fans, Chad Morris is going after any grad transfer quarterback he can get. He has mentioned it so far. He has discussed it about how they are not done looking at the quarterback position. They are looking to get somebody added in. And so this is going to be the next big thing for Chad Morris. He's going to he's going to reach out. He's going to talk to him. And he's going to have to offer some serious recruiting pitch to try to get a player in for one year. Kelly Bryant strongly considered Arkansas. Why wouldn't Jalen Hurts? I mean, really think about that. Arkansas had a realistic chance at getting Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant, who was benched in favor of of a better quarterback at a national championship caliber team. Sound familiar? It's the same situation Jalen Hurts was in. So if Kelly Bryant was in really intrigued with Arkansas, enough to take an official visit, why wouldn't Jalen Hurts be? Why not? Apparently Rakeem Boyd wouldn't mind him. As he just put out, a, he quoted the tweet of Jalen Hurts announcing his transferring and has the little shh emoji to it. I think he'd be all about it. I think everybody would be all about it. So why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he give it a shot? Why wouldn't he consider Arkansas? Go into a system where he could play immediately, be the star. Everything would revolve around him. I don't know. Maybe it's just fool's gold. It's all just pissing in the wind. That's probably the case. But it's fun to talk about, right? It's fun to imagine. It's fun to dream. It's fun to look at the scenarios that could play out. Arkansas is going to have some quarterback on the roster next year that's not currently on the roster. I'm not just talking about K.J. Jefferson. I'm talking about they're going to have some type of transfer. It's going to happen. Will it be Jalen Hurts? Will it be Ben Hicks? Somebody like that? I don't know. But bank on it. There's going to be someone new on the Razorback football team next year. They need all the help they can get. And I'm telling you, folks, if, if, they were able to pull off the biggest miracle of all time and get Jalen Hurts. Just take my money for season tickets. I'm all in on Chad Morris. I'm going to start really truly believing him because I'm still on the fence right now, but I'm going to be like, all right, man. You know what? It's, you're, you're basically going all out, and you're going to do whatever it takes to win. I respect that. It's not doing it the my way. My, I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna work with because I've had people tweet at me saying that they don't want Jalen Hurts. They want the they want to work with the guys that are on the roster. BS. If you're one of those people, then you're not truly a fan. I'm sorry. You go out and you get the best players possible. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because imagine if you had that mentality when Ryan Mallett was looking to transfer in. No, 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 no. We got we got Tyler Wilson and we got Brandon Mitchell. Those are the guys. No, no, no. We don't need Mallet. 
BS, folks. BS. Don't be that mentality. Don't have that mentality. It's great that you have some solid players. It's great that you could have some really good players when it's all said and done. But think about it logically. If you have a chance to get a game-changing, game-breaking type of player on your roster, especially at the most important position on the field with a guy who has national championship experience, why not? Go for it every single time and go all in on Jalen Hurts. Chad Morris, pick up that phone, do whatever it takes. Need to bring a bag, man? I won't say nothing. Just saying. But make it happen. Make Razorback fans get excited about the football season in 2019 and make Arkansas football great again. You are locked on Razorbacks. Daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Welcome in Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com, friend of the show. Andrew, appreciate you joining us this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, anytime, man. And, you know, let's start with Florida because I look at their record. They're sitting at 8-5. and five. And knowing how great of a program Florida has been over the past few years and they've had its success not only under Billy Donovan but also under Mike White when I see that record it kind of makes me scratch my head and say hey what happened this doesn't seem like a typical Florida team I expect them to have 10 11 12 wins at this time just what's overall happened with Florida there in the non-conference slate and what's led to their record being eight and five right now yeah I mean it's it's a kind of a, a tell of uh of, of two teams a little bit. You know, it, it's a team that uh, at, at times plays great defense and, and finds a way on offense. And then it's a team who plays terrible defense and, and can't find a way on offense. It, uh, it's kind of a, a little bit like last year where they have a drought of five to six minutes where they just kind of go cold on offense. They, they kind of lose their identity. And, and it's a situation that um, they're, they're still really looking for a guy to be that go-to scorer. You would have thought it would have been Kayvon Allen or, or Jalen Hudson, both of their seniors. Uh, but at times, it's been a freshman in Noah Locke or Andrew Demhart who've been kind of your go-to guys. They're, they're just really looking for it. And Mike White kind of said that on Monday a little bit when he kind of called out his team uh, besides Kavarius Hayes, Andrew Demhart, and Noah Locke. He said, um, outside of those three guys, you don't know what you're going to get from each guy on practice or on game day. Andrew? Walk us through the conference opener. What happened against South Carolina? Florida had a lead. The next thing you know, it it uh, evaporates. And South Carolina, a team that was picked, what, 12th in the league preseason, has beaten Florida to start conference play. How did that all unfold on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, Florida's up 13 with a little over 10 minutes to go in the game. And, you know, it looked like Florida was in control of the game. And, um, again, they had that long stretch where – South Carolina went on a 13-1 to run, and Florida was turning the ball over, uh, was making bad shots, and then South Carolina was just getting buckets, and, and that was the biggest thing. And then towards the end of the game, uh, Kavaris Hayes, with, uh, I believe, four or five seconds to go in the game, uh, hits one, one free throw, ties the game, and Florida plays kind of uh, crazy defense, uh, loses their mind a little bit, and allows uh, the South Carolina defender to get behind them. And, you know, there was a back and forth of whether it was a push off or not, but, you know, 
basketball says you can't let the guy get behind you, and they allow the guy to get behind him in the dunk. But again, it was one of those mistakes where Florida goes five or six minutes a game uh, where they can't find a bucket, and, and they just turn the ball over and allow easy baskets. And that was the biggest thing, is they allowed South Carolina to take over the game by turning them over. And uh, in the first half, they had over 20 points of, uh, off of turnovers, and in the second half, they couldn't do that. Soon with Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com right now on the Morning Rush. Andrew, the player that a lot of Razorback fans, of course, are going to be watching, they do it every single year, is Kayvon Allen. He's leading the team in scoring as of right now with 10.3 points a game. And it seems like that Arkansas, whenever they go up against a player that's from their state, especially in basketball, it ends up being that player's game of their life. Kayvon Allen not only has been there at Florida, he's a senior, which is surprising for a lot of people of how he's been there for so long, but what type of uh, game you're expecting out of him and what type of player has he been this year to get some where they have to get some more consistency out of him? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Kayvon's been a guy who, when Arkansas plays Florida, Kayvon Allen is his best. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the case for a lot of guys when they play their home state uh, team. But, you know, Kayvon's a guy who, like I said, Mike White's kind of looking for consistency out of him. You know, it's Kayvon Allen of, of old a little bit where when Kayvon's hot, he's hot. And when Kayvon's cold, he's cold. And that's biggest thing that and I think a lot of Gator fans were expecting a senior year was more consistency out of Kayvon. And, um, you know, in a South Carolina game, for instance, he started off two for two, and, and then he goes cold for the rest of the game. And uh, But again, it seems like Kayvon plays his best basketball against Arkansas, but if the Gators are going to turn around the season, they really need Kayvon to be more consistent. And, and I think most people, including myself, would like to see Kayvon uh, take it to the rim a little bit. Kayvon's a great free throw shooter, one of the best of all time at Florida, uh, but doesn't seem to trust himself inside the three-point line, and I think that would be the biggest thing, and I think that's something that will translate for him well at the next level if he's able to get there. What's your perspective on the league? It's it's a different SEC this year, where Kentucky's normally the team to beat and the team that's considered uh, far and away oftentimes the number one team in the league. This year it's Tennessee, it's Auburn, it's perhaps Mississippi State before you get to before you get to Kentucky, what's what's your perspective on uh, this year's Southeastern Conference? Yeah, I think there's a lot more parity, and I think that's something that you know we've all been talking about and all been looking for. You know, I think that from from the commissioner all the way to uh, to ads in the SEC, they've been looking for parity, and you know we've seen that with the non-conference schedule overall. And you know, I, I think it's good for us basketball i don't know about you guys but i think it's good to see you know tennessee at the top or yeah. or see auburn at the top see different guys at the top you know last year alabama was a team that was you know on the top not as good this year but i think it's good for for college basketball not to have Kentucky. i mean of course you want that the blue blood of the, of the SEC to always be good but i think it's good to have more parity and and to see the you know the top twenty five still with different teams in the SEC and uh, you know especially a year when a team like Florida who consistently is in the top twenty five is down. Now, one of the questions I'm also curious about, and I like to ask from different perspectives around the SEC, is when a team is coming into Bud Walton Arena. Uh, for Arkansas, it always seems like it's, of course, one of the most difficult places to play in the conference, if not the country. But it also seems like certain teams may not be afraid of it. Our, Florida coming into Bud Walton Arena to take on Arkansas, does that factor into it as far as, uh, yeah, this was probably a game you're not going to win? Or what's what's kind of the mentality from an outsider's perspective about Bud Walton Arena and the home court advantage for the Hogs? One of the toughest places to play in basketball. And, and I, you know, that's something we all talk about it. 
uh, down here in Gainesville, and that's something Mike White talks about. You know, it's a it's an atmosphere that's different, and it's an atmosphere that when you go into that arena, you know, you expect to win because everyone expects to win. But it, it's a game that also you know is going to be a tough game, and and Florida struggle there. I mean, that, that's a big, big key. And uh, but and I think it kind of goes back to your question a second ago about the SEC, and that is. That the home court environment in, in the SEC has turned into a special, special place. And, uh, you know, I, I always go back to Bud Walton Arena as being one of the, the first ones that kind of created that atmosphere. Bud Walton and Kentucky and, and Gainesville are all three environments. So when I look at the SEC, I, I think tough home court advantage. Last one for what you get out of here, Andrew. Just looking at the game tonight between the Gators and the Hogs. What, is, what do you think is going to happen this game? Is it going to be a close one? Do you see Flory getting the edge? Just what's your overall thoughts and opinions about tonight? You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Arkansas win double digits in, in the game. I, I do think that you'll see Florida come out with a, a little bit more intensity after Mike White kind of called them out a little bit on, on Monday. Uh, but for me, the key of the game is, is Florida can have those long stretches, especially – in an environment like Bud Walton. If Florida has a stretch where it's five, six, seven minutes of no offense, this game will get ugly quick. Uh, you know, again, I, I think you'll see a good defensive game from Florida, uh, but it all depends on offense. The offense will determine whether Florida, you know, will win this game or not or keep this game close. And I know that's kind of cliche to say he's got to score points, but for Florida, it's just those droughts. You can't have those droughts. Yeah, it should be a great matchup between these two teams. I know both of them need them pretty desperately, especially early in SEC play, so it should make for a great matchup. Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com. Really appreciate you joining us as always, Andrew, man. Great stuff. Have fun tonight. We'll catch up with you later down the road, my man. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify. We're all over the place, so be sure to check it out and keep it going from there. Hopefully, we can get some things done throughout this new year. We're going to be trying some new things, so be on the lookout for that. Maybe doing some giveaways here soon, so shh. Be sure to look out for that as well. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.